0: This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the AMA's COVID-19 Update video and podcast. Today we have a special episode dedicated to the important topic of residency selection and how shifting our approach can benefit medical students, programs, and the profession. I'm joined today by Dr. Maya Hamoud, an OBGYN professor and associate chair of education at the University of Michigan Medical School in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She's also chief of the school's division of women's health. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's chief experience officer in Chicago. Dr. Hamoud, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Todd.
0: Well, let's first start by uh, setting a little context here about the situation as it is right now in regard to the residency process. A lot of students very nervous about that. Some changes this year with uh, pass fail and step one. Let's talk about first what's what needs to be addressed.
1: As anyone who is involved in residency selection knows that there's a huge number of applications. Students apply to too many places, program directors receive a lot of applications and it makes it very difficult for them to look through those applications in a holistic way to choose the applicants that are right for them. And we are trying to find solutions to actually make this process better for everyone involved.
0: Well, let's talk about that solution. You've got uh, a a way that you're advocating on that, might change that. Tell us why that would be important.
1: Well traditionally when residency programs have looked at applicants they looked at what we call the they call the best applicant which in uh, many uh, places that meant the best score or the best grades and uh, we do know that these are not typically predictive of who's going to make the best doctor. So we're trying to shift the conversation advocate from the best applicant to the most aligned applicant to the program values and uh and um uh, goals so uh, while it is important for applicants to look at things like geography or other characteristics of the program such as do they provide child care what is the salary these are kind of first uh look for the applicant but then beyond that is how do they look about where are the places that are going to align mostly with their values and passion
0: interesting so this is about uh kind of assessing fit of the candidate
1: yep Fit or alignment is where do I, where does the applicant, where does the applicant grow the most, and where is the program that's going to uh, best be able to meet their goals?
0: So, uh, how does a residency program uh, do this, and uh, does this kind of approach obviously would have a lot of benefits for them? You mentioned the problem of, you know, wading through a lot of different applications um, and really changing the criteria. How's that benefit them?
1: Well, if you think about programs, I get a lot of applications. If we're able to really uh, focus those applicants who best align with their values uh, to apply to them, Uh, then up front, you are actually getting the applicants that are going to be the best for the program, if we're using the best here as the most aligned. Uh, So by having medical students focus their applications to them, uh, then program directors are starting a step ahead where they know these are the applicants who really understand who they are. It also gives the programs the opportunity to say, I'm unique at something, and this is why you want to seek me out. So programs, for example, who uh, put a lot of emphasis on research. Hopefully, they'll get the students who are very interested in research applying to them. And again, it makes a really good fit between the applicant and the program.
0: And is that the research example you gave or is that what you mean by values?
1: Uh, yeah, so I could be a program that focuses a lot on community health. I could be a program that uh, focuses on research. I could be a program that really focuses a lot on teaching. Uh, so it depends what my values are uh, and what kind of residents I want to produce at the end of the day. Because truly, any program that uh, resident that applicants go to or students end up at, they are going to get well good training because they are. Accredited, We know that there is a requirement for the training that they're going to get. So it gets beyond that to what is unique about that place that I'm actually going to find it unique for myself to grow in and uh, make me the best doctor that I I want to be and help me achieve my goals.
0: So let's uh, go to the other side on the student side. I guess there's, I guess, some kind of training or whatever that they want to focus on applying to say a lot of different schools, how would a shift toward focusing on alignment benefit them? And you know, what, what are the barriers to keep them from doing that?
1: Yeah, I mean, traditionally, applicants have looked um, at rankings. U.S. World News Report, they look at noxivity rankings. They look at what previous people have said on social media about programs. They've talked to their family members. And uh, they, again, the applicants try to find the best program. But we do know the best program is not necessarily reflected in those rankings for a particular applicant. And also applicants, because they're worried about, am I going to be Uh, right for this program they they apply to a lot of programs and in this fashion when the applicant is able to see what programs really align best with what they're trying to accomplish it makes it easier for them to focus their applications to those programs uh, because they're learning up front what aligns with my interests what aligns with my strengths and where is the place that I'm going to grow the best and that is of great benefit to the applicant. And traditionally, most of the what exists out there in terms of tools has not focused on that piece. It mostly has focused on the traditional metrics that we've talked about, like scores and grades. And this is where applicants have been able to see, do the other, applica- do the other residents look like me in that place? Now we're trying to take it a step further about the goals and the mission and the values.
0: So that's interesting. So we have a situation basically that's focused on quantity in terms of a number yeah. of applications. Uh, and this kind of metric of the best, uh, which you outline in terms of the kind of criteria that sit underneath something like that. And this has resulted in probably not an ideal situation for either the, the programs that were for the students. You mentioned you know, an important aspect of this, which are kind of the tools, the resources, whatever it would take to be able to, let's say operationalize, looking at alignment. Um, One of those is Frida, which for those of you who don't know what that is, is the AMA's Residency and Fellowship Database and interestingly going to be piloting a new resource in your specialty, OBGYN, to help fill this alignment gap. Tell us how that works.
1: Yeah, we're very excited to be trying this out and piloting an OBGYN. It's called the Alignment Check Index, or we refer to it as the ACI. It was developed in collaboration with the OBGYN specialty and AMA FRIDA, and we are uh, piloting it in the 2022-2023 application cycle. Um, and uh, the tool uh, will provide an alignment index uh, for the applicant so they can see uh, the list of the programs from most aligned to least aligned uh, based on some information. And we highly encourage applicants to use that in conjunction with all the other tools that have pre-existed, such as uh, AMA Frida, the AMC Residency Explorer, the Apple Residency Directory. And you can think of this new tool, the ACI tool, as taking it a step further, It's an an additional resource that is really going to help the applicants narrow down where to apply. And also uh, this year, since OBGYN is also doing the program preference uh, signaling, it will help the applicants know where to put the preferences with those signals.
0: We talked about kind of that alignment uh, factor there. What additional factors does the ACI tool take into account?
1: Yeah, we asked programs uh, to reflect on their values and interests and mission. We asked them to rank, uh, to actually rate uh, six categories out of 100. Uh, We asked them to, depending where they put emphasis on academic metrics, Work experience, community service and advocacy, research experience, teaching experience, and lived background, um, uh, background and lived experiences. So they place a weight on each one of those categories that equal to hundred. And for example, we take the uh, let's take the research example again. If I'm a program that uh, puts a lot of emphasis on research. or research background, I might give 60% 60 to that. If I don't put much emphasis on teaching, I might give it 5%. And the opposite is true, there are some programs um, that don't put much emphasis on research, they might just give it 10% weight. And uh, this really has uh, had programs reflect on what who, who they are and what they're trying to be. And and I'm very happy to see over 70% of our OBGYN programs actually uh, filled out uh, the, and they're part of the pilot. So there's a large interest in this. Uh, obviously, programs are seen as beneficial for them.
0: So you the answered my question because I, any operational change is hard, uh, I'm curious you know how what that reaction was for kind of this new set of uh, of dimensions I guess to add to the process what was the reaction obviously majority of uh, programs are participating so that definitely says something
1: yeah I mean I think our programs are really excited about this because uh, most of the current tools are retrospective in terms of what kind of uh, students made it into the, were accepted into this program before. This is prospective, if you want to think about it, where it's like, what am I seeking in my future applicants? And I think this is why they and also, you know, programs, like I said, are struggling with their own uh, uh, being able to go through all the applications that I receive. So to think that applicants are going to be more focused on them and on their interests and mission, this is exciting to programs. And I think this is why the are huge interest in it.
0: To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to AMA-ASSN.org slash Time to Rebuild. So the program is kind of putting these weights uh, on these different dimensions uh, in regard to alignment. Then how does, that, how does that work then on the other side in terms of the evaluation?
1: So the, tool, the way the tool is set up, uh, the applicant comes, uh, goes to the tool and they do a self-assessment um, that they only see, and they enter their inf- some information, they ask some questions, and uh, based on that, the uh, program gives to them uh, a, list, uh, a list of uh, programs from most aligned to least aligned. I think the easiest way to explain it, it's like a dating app. You know, I go into my profile, I enter what's important to me, what I look like, what are my experiences, and then the program had entered those from the other side and tells me, okay, you know, this is your highest alignment, this is, you know, this is lower on, on the list. Uh, so uh, that's what's really exciting about it is that the program told me what they're seeking, I, I put in as a self-assessment who I am and what, what uh, experiences I bring, and I get that alignment index.
0: Uh, it's funny, and you're, I know you're using, uh, joking a little bit about the dating app, but you know we've had in that particular field, uh, that's commonplace obviously, is that values alignment uh, in there as opposed to maybe metrics that are not, as you said at the beginning, predictive. Are students or applicants required to use this tool and will residency programs see an applicant's results?
1: Um, Applicants are absolutely not required to use this tool. We are excited to be able to provide them with an additional opportunity and tool uh, for them to see what programs are um, most aligned with what it is that they're looking for programs absolutely do not see uh, their score. This is to them. Uh, Actually, no one is tracking what applicants, we don't even know who the applicants are when they use the tool. Um, It just, it gives them those, the list of programs and this is for them to use. We do encourage applicants to share that list with their advisors, for example, uh, because if they're trying to narrow down the list of where to apply or where to place those signals, it is helpful for the advisors to look at that list and to see. Um, and we've already had experience with, uh, you know, because I advise a lot of applicants, and it's been really, really helpful to look at that list with them um, because there are multiple ways you narrow down where your programs are. And this has been one additional way uh, to actually see really where are the programs that I should be putting my signals on. And that has worked really well. At the same time, the programs don't see this. And also, uh, just because the student put a signal to a program or they find that they, uh, there's high value alignment does not mean that the program is going to, to offer them an interview necessarily. Again, this is all, the, go back to the dating app, just because I indicated that I like somebody doesn't mean that necessarily they need to offer me something back.
0: Do you find uh, the folks that you, uh, you advise have a good idea of what their you know, values are going into this process?
1: You know, it's been really great to watch them go through that because uh, it's been kind of like a coaching experience with them where we actually sit and discuss what their values are. And the best uh, meetings are where they come in and we talk about it and then they put their list and there it is. The programs that they're looking at is exactly what came out of that or responds pretty closely. It gives them one more uh, confirmation that, yeah, I'm doing this the right way.
0: So this is a pilot uh, starting with uh, OBGYN residents, but one could easily see the broader implications for an approach like this to address this problem globally. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Uh, absolutely we are hoping that you know with the pilot and that other specialties will pick it up we've already seen reaction from students on social media saying please do what obG1 is doing for other specialties uh, because it has helped them and they do see the value in actually having such a tool uh, and obviously any specialty that is interested in collaborating uh, they can email uh, the ama at gme at ama-assn.org. and i think we will be placing that email in the description of the episode uh, so we absolutely think that this is the way of the future and we hope uh, and we actually we're pretty sure that most specialties are going to be interested in this and hopefully we'll have uh, we'll evaluate the program this year and have uh, information to show the usefulness of this program of this tool.
0: Where can an applicant go to access the pilot and what kind of time frame do all medical students need to keep in mind at this point?
1: Yeah, so the ICR tool can be accessed on the Frida homepage at frida.ama-assn.org, uh, and then uh, there will also be a direct link here in the episode description. Um, the applicants can access the tool right now, and they already became my US application. Uh, the supplemental US application, which actually has the preference signaling, is due uh, September 16 at 5 p.m., so we highly encourage applicants to use this tool way before they decide whether they're going to going to place a signal keeping in mind that deadline that's coming up on September 16.
0: Uh, Well this is a a very timely episode. I know there are a lot of concerns among students about this important thing. A lot of work uh, that the AMA has been doing to uh, work on that transition uh, between student and residency and so it's exciting to see innovation uh, in this process and we'll look forward to learning more about how this goes. Dr. Hamoud, thanks so much for being here. We'll be back soon with another AMA update. You can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org/podcasts. Thanks for joining us today and please take care. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org/podcasts. Thank you for listening.